0: Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm
1: great. How are you? Wait, are you asking me or everyone?
0: Everyone. Oh. And also you, Alexandra. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, everyone.
0: How are you? They're great. Because Good they're listening to
1: us. That's right. Hopefully on a not too bad commute home or something.
0: I know. Although if you have to spend your commute home with us, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty, pretty fun. I think so. And I hope you do too. How have you been since we last got together? You know, just taking it a day at a time. I know. It's so hard. The end is in sight.
1: Yes. Yes. These are my last few days of work, literally. So what I haven't fully shared with everyone just yet is that I'm actually
0: leaving my job, though. So that's you kind of exciting. You heard it here first. Alexandra is leaving... Her job, you I didn't am. hear it first. You're not the first people to hear it, I'm sorry. Uh, the people who <laughs> who are her bosses were probably more the first people to hear it before you did. Yeah, yeah. But you heard it publicly here first. That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I've been in OT in the in a local school district for, this is my sixth year, and I just decided I need to be a better mom. So I'm going to take some time and find something that's going to be more conducive to having more flexibility with Buddy.
0: I love that you did this and are sharing it because I know a number of people are struggling with being in a position, some sort of career, some sort of job, and they're tired and cranky and it's really trying them. They may love what they do, but it's really trying them and stressing them out. And then they go home to their people and they aren't their best selves. And I love that you took some time to really think about life and think about your priorities and then came to this conclusion. And I just love that because I know it's been a big struggle and it's can be very stressful
1: Well, yeah. You know, to
0: to leave a job anyway. And
1: and well, I don't have anything lined up. There are two things that people say to me, which it it makes sense. What are you going to do? I don't Mm -hmm. know. Oh, you better find something. Or I've had people say like, oh, we're coming into a recession. You better be careful. And it's like, well, how about like on a saying a little bit of a good for you? Go for it. The other one that I get is, oh, you better find something soon because of insurance. And that one kind of cracks me up a little bit too because I'm like, no, you know, my sarcasm, like my defensive sarcasm is like, oh no, I'm going to let my kid have no insurance. Like, come on, of course I'm going to find something. And there are options and there are things available
0: of course but. there are of course there are options and you know I was having this conversation with people and I don't remember where I was but probably within the last few days there were people around me having the conversation about insurance and the fact that we pay and we pay into these premiums and we pay and we pay and then what if you don't use your insurance then you just sunk all this money to something that you don't even reap the benefit from or you pay and you pay and pay for this insurance and then you still have a deductible yeah. that you have to pay and so it's like wait who who's getting the money that I'm paying for this service when if I put that money maybe into a fund or something and then save it for the rainy day when I actually need it? I don't know. Is it a wash? But it's definitely something to think about, I think.
1: Yeah. The hard part is years ago, there was an article about this. I think it was in Time Magazine or something, right? About the exorbitant costs of Of medical care Mm -hmm. and actually our dad and I were talking about how when I was in my early 20s I was with Kaiser and my monthly fee for insurance was $100 Mm -hmm. which $100 doesn't get you anything now but this article was different because it was basically saying that each hospital gets to decide like they have a gatekeeper for the person who gets to decide the price of each item Hmm. and so It's almost impossible to find out who it is and get any contact information for them. Mm -hmm. And it's different per hospital. So for instance, Buddy had to have a surgery and it was routine and he did really well and everything was fine. And they made me pay this larger fee up front. And then I, of course, start getting a couple bills and I'm like, I just don't understand. Like I, Mm I, I spent some money already and they're like, oh, those are just estimates And then I'm pretty sure the $29 I had to pay was for the ice pack that someone handed me that we didn't really need. But Buddy was coming out of his meds, like out of the surgery, and it was just so much chaos. And I think just because I touched it, then... And then they have to charge you for it.
0: It
1: It was either that or like the small applesauce, but you know, for $29, (laughs) mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's such a racket and it's true, but I mean, besides that, the whole point is that, yes, it wasn't an easy decision, but I was like, if this is something I need to do to be a better mom, he's getting into that terrible three stage. He's Mm -hmm. almost three. So getting into that stage and I'm like, I can't be grumpy coming home and then have no energy and, and capacity for him when what he's doing is completely neurodevelopmentally appropriate and then I need to be available to be more patient with him and be like okay how are we going to figure out the best way to manage this so we'll see but with that I've also dropped hints that I have written a book and so I've also mentioned that after Sean died that there was a lot of drama and additional trauma that I went through and had to work really hard to try and access resources in order to be able to work on my whole healing process. And so I actually found a company that's helping me publish the book. And so I'm hoping to put some energy
0: this summer into that and in the publication of it. I love both of these things for you. So one, <laughs> kudos and congrats to you on leaving this job. You've put your heart and soul into it for the past many years. You're really good at it. You really work good at the work you do with the little kids and the big kids. And so, yeah, I think it's truly their loss because you've grown a lot. You have a lot to teach other people. And so I think you've just been an asset. So on that level, I think it's a great thing that you're saying it's my time to step away. And who knows for how long, maybe you'll come back to it. Maybe you won't. You're going to find something. I know the universe has something like awesome in store for you. And yeah, all the fears, it's so interesting. People's responses to like, Oh, like, I can't believe you're like leaving a job before you have something else lined up or the money thing. Like those are other people's fears and their messages. Like, blaring through.
1: Well, in my own, I mean, I've truly been conditioned that you do not leave a job unless you have something lined up.
0: Yeah. It's and scary.
1: you don't leave a job unless you have like the insurance package or, you know, what is your fallback? And so there are different projects I'm working on and things I can fall back on. But it's true. I mean, I have to work on that. And this is definitely me taking a step off the ledge. I use the analogy of Indiana Jones in the oh yeah um, in the
0: Temple of Doom no no the Last Crusade <laughs> there you go Last that's Crusade because I was one. like it's not the Holy Grail but yeah. it is about
1: the Holy Grail yes, yeah the, the Last, last crusade. crusade and so that's where I'm like I've taken a step off the ledge and I am going to be on this invisible beam but I know that the right thing will come through yeah so there might be some days that I wake up going what have I done then I also reference Rapunzel and Tangled mm-hmm. and I like to say. That I'm Rapunzel in the field where she's like, I am free and this is amazing. And then the next second she's like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I have to go back. I'm horrible. Mm-hmm. And so and I have a great team that I work with as far as the people in my department. Because so I've talked about how I don't really have a specific team with a school Mm -hmm. but my coordinator she was awesome and she was like yeah you can come back anytime and and that was really cool and and it is a really good job to have when you have children in school Mm so um it's something that i can definitely go back to
0: i love that okay so job check yeah working on that the book you guys this is major this is amazing. I cannot wait. I don't know when this book is dropping, but I want you all to run out and get a copy because I haven't even seen it. Like it's probably shifted a thousand times since Alexander first talked about what it is that she wanted to write about. And I just can't wait for this resource to be in the hands of people who need it. And yeah. I don't remember... If I mention this on the podcast, but once upon a time, really recently, I went to a little <laughs> retreat and the gentleman who was giving the retreat, he's written many, many books, but he about this book that he was talking about particularly, he said that he needed to read the book that he wrote right? Like this is a book that I wish that I had for myself. And so I think sometimes the books in my head are similar things that I want to get down on paper, but I think it's so awesome. What an accomplishment to actually get it out there, have it in the hands of people who are going to help you publish it. It's just such an awesome accomplishment.
1: Yeah. And it is true. It is, as you're saying for this other author is I wrote this book because I wish something like this existed. I will definitely keep everyone posted because if you do have interest in just hearing about when it is published, I'll have access to that. I don't have it just now, but I will have it. And we're, we're a few months out from that. But yeah, so that's about me. What's going on with you? How are you?
0: Well, to piggyback on this really really quickly, well this is like part of my day today. I learned and I I don't have any details to share because I didn't write any of it down and I don't know how public this is, but there is a teacher at my school who was passing out books that he has just written and published through Shmamazon. Oh, Um, fun! Yeah, and like it says like book one in the series, so it looks like he's planning on writing a number of books like this and one of my favorite things about them is their rhyming. So I'll have to talk to him and see if it's okay to talk about. But I love that there are ways for authors to self-publish. And Mm -hmm. there are so many channels right now that people who have been afraid of the process or like think that they could never do it, that there are all these tools and resources available for people to get their books out of their heads onto paper or into the computer and then publish. I just think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but you did ask me how I'm doing. and I, Well, yes. And I have to tell you, before coming here to do this episode, I was at home and I was eating dinner. I had just gone for a walk, did a few miles around the lake and was trying to rest up a little bit and thinking about tonight and prepping for tonight. And then there were some texts going around about book club. So this is the second time that this has happened to me that as I was mentally preparing for tonight... For some reason in my head, I switched to starting to prepare for book club and to see our book club people. <laughs> and you guys, the thing is, our book club night is after podcast recording night. And so I started to already think that it was a day later. And then as I was putting on my shoes to actually come here, it dawned on me that nope, nope, tonight is podcasting night, night. not book club night. And then I actually shed a tear because I was Aww. like, I thought I was one day closer to the weekend. Right. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh, and and I asked. Mass- storm we're about to get here <laughs> yes well we'll talk about that in a minute mm-hmm. yeah but I was sorely mistaken that yes. I have an extra day actually and another work day yeah. before the weekend. And that's all well and good. As you said, we are yeah. so close to the finish line with school. I think for me, I'm like, Oh, thank goodness that I have that one extra day. Cause I have so much that I'm trying to get
1: done and sort out before the weekend. But I do get that too. Cause I'm like, man, are we there yet?
0: <laughs> I know. Well, and it's kind of weird to me. And I was thinking about this or my colleagues and I were talking about it, that counselors, we have 10 extra days to our contract. So we, We have a week that we start earlier than everybody else in August. And then we stay a week later just to wrap everything up. And I found it like really interesting when I learned that our psychs and itinerants don't have that extra time to wrap up paperwork or anything and that your contracts are like teacher contracts.
1: They are. They are. So it's been interesting because I do have to finish seeing my students, have documentation, finish up the year. And then in addition to that, finish up some stuff to pass on to the next OT. You're going to be a
0: busy, busy girl. Yes. A busy bee in the next four days yes 5 6 whatever how many days i know so I many got. days with students though anyway yeah. as alexander alluded to we are about to have a major weather shift we are it's, it's a
1: little crazy so in colorado and by the time you guys hear this who knows what state we're going to be in well we'll still be in the state of colorado Maybe but i the mean state as far as mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we're going to hit close to 90 degrees and then we're going to drop to like the 40s and it's supposed to snow. And the prediction for around my house is uh, potentially six inches of snow Stop at the end it. of May. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you
0: guys, a couple of things that are interesting about this. One, this is not really unusual for Colorado. This is like spring in Colorado. There are warnings everywhere that you do not plant flowers until after Mother's Day. And it has snowed on Mother's Day, and Mother's Day now has come and gone. And people were like, Ooh, we are safe to plant. But now everyone is having the conversation that we are about to have a 40 degree temperature change in less than 12 hours. And people are freaking out because they just planted tomatoes and peppers and flowers and all Mm -hmm. sorts of things. And they're like, Crap,
1: what do we do now? And that's, yes, eventually I'll share the update on my yard. But I did just order a bunch of plants, and they arrived, and they were like, Yep, you have to plant them right away, or you have seven to ten days and I'm like when is this going to bounce back so I'm yeah trying to figure out I'm gonna bring them inside they're just hanging out right now on my patio but speaking of my house so I have kind of well before I get to the house part I have a little backstory here Ooh. you know when you do college tours and you go check out schools yes I went to the University of Washington for my undergrad and I had gone up there and decided to audit a class and I didn't know I just walked into a class and it happened to be about animal behavior and I thought it was the dumbest class ever and I was like whatever I'm going to do pre-law I'm going to go save some refugees' lives, and I'm going to go do all this amazingness. And Now I am fascinated by animal behavior. And I happen to live in an area where we do get some interesting animals that come through. We've had bears come through, foxes, coyotes. I know I mentioned the bobcat that went through my neighborhood. Yes, a bobcat. Mm -hmm. We actually have an owl that comes and hangs out in my neighbor's cottonwood tree, which I just wish that cottonwood would come down, but also not because the owl hangs out. That's cool. And there's a baby owl now that (gasps) comes and hangs out. No,
0: Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. so cute. It's Do you super have cute.
1: Um, my neighbor actually can get a really good shot of the picture because every time I open my door, I think I scare it away. Oh. But then I've actually on a walk saw a bald eagle. <gasps> Literally flew right over my head. It was so intense and crazy. It was awesome. How majestic? I think so. Yeah. Of course, I had to look up what that meant. You know, having majestic. The... No, <laughs> <laughs> having <laughs> the bald eagle. What does majestic mean, Siri? What does majestic mean? <laughs> But I also have a bunch of hawks. And like, it used to be that I'd be amazed by hawks. But now it's one of those, like, we have quite a few in the area. So I don't think about it too much. But the reason I'm bringing this up is that Buddy and I were eating a meal. And we have a big window that looks out our backyard. And I see this hawk flying around. And Buddy immediately is like, look, hawk, look. And so I'm I'm watching it. And this airplane goes by. and We're watching this hawk. And it's just drifting around, you know, drifting, drifting. And then it was like massive unplanned for turbulence and the bird starts like flopping and going sideways and diagonal and then going down and definitely too low the altitude was too low and I'm watching it like oh I've been there before <laughs> I, I feel you right now and then immediately it went super high up into the air and totally flattened out and was fine but I was like oh that was a close nosedive <laughs> like the poor thing just like hit some gust of wind and he looked so I don't know if it was a he I'm just a scientist gender probably inappropriately but the hawk just started flailing and we're just both of us just mouths agaped watching this bird outside our window just super struggling and then went super high super high for altitude and was fine
0: i love that you were just watching like live national geographic like you did not need the tv for that no. and no. also something about your retelling made me think of the secret of nim <laughs> yes. and dom Deloise as the crow or is he a raven there is a difference between the two birds you know there is there is but now you guys if you haven't seen The Secret of Nim from the 1980s you're gonna go back and watch it or read it did watch it you're gonna be all nostalgic right now like oh remember
1: or you can also read the book
0: you could read the book yeah and watch the Disney (laughs) is it Disney no I don't even know I don't even remember what anyway The Secret of Nim. that was funny yeah
1: Anywho, yeah, we digress. I know. So yeah, there's been some National Geographic moments here. But I have a different question for you now. Yes. Are you ready? Oh, I don't know. Okay. So a hot topic recently has been that the oldest woman in the world died. Well, the oldest person. She happened to be female. And she was 119 years old. Wow. In Japan. And so my question to you would be, Would you want to live to 119 years old?
0: Okay, interestingly enough, and I know I say that phrase a lot, so bear (laughs) with me, (laughs) y'all. one of my work colleagues was just away for a few days and I had heard that his grandfather died. And so when he came back, I was like, I'm so sorry to hear about your grandfather. And he's like, my grandmother. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh sorry. Whoops. I mean, your gra- I was like, for some reason, I heard it was your grandfather. So I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to hear about your grandmother. And, you know, he's very thankful for the condolences and everything. And he's like, well, she lived, she was 96. I hope I don't mess that up, Nick. So she could have been 93. She was in her 90s. And so he's like, she really lived a good life and she was ready to go. Like she was ready to go meet the Lord. And so we had a little conversation about like, by the time you're in your 90s, they take away your license, they put you in diapers and and not they, right? I don't know. And this doesn't happen to every 90 year old. We have some Family, friends who who the grandparents are in their 90s and they still go up the hill gambling Mm -hmm. and, you know, live as as good. But they don't drive and, you know, they've got Mm -hmm. the aches and the pains and the sight is going and the hearing is going. So would I want to live to 113? Um, well, she was 119. Would I? No, <laughs> I don't. You know, I really don't know. I don't know. I guess it all depends. I was just thinking that as I turned 45 in, on this last birthday, I was like, wow, I'm halfway to 90. Uh-huh. And I feel like if I make it to 90, then then that's a pretty decent life because I feel like I've already done so much in the 45 years that I've been on the planet. And so there are many adventures to be had for the next 45, perhaps God willing and the crick don't rise. What what on earth does that even mean? Yeah, but uh, but besides that, that means there not be a flood, Alexandra. I think
1: think that it's interesting that you went the route of ailments in your body, kind of giving up, or people taking away your independence and these types of things. Because what other people talk about is how many people like this woman. I think well, she outlived her husband. She outlived. And I think her husband died when she was in her 90s or something, but then she outlived him almost 30 years after that. So That's it's kind incredible. of incredible. Right. Or you're outliving your children. She outlived her children. Or wow. I think of also like technological advances. So for people who are around that hundred years old and you're thinking about even the development of the car and now we have electric cars and people are talking about even our space program or all these things that are
0: I so know, common 30 years ago, we were in the 90s.
1: Well, and what's funny is actually someone the other day was handing me stuff, right? All the school classrooms, a lot of people are cleaning out their stuff or having to pack up their rooms, right? Because things shift. And one of the teachers kept handing out old books. And I'm like, when were these things published? Like, this is what I want to look at. And he's like, man, they're so old. But everything that he was handing out was from the 2000s. And I was like, no, no, no. 19s, 19s. I want to see something. And even someone the other day was like, oh, it's just so old. It's like 20 years old now,
0: which is weird for me. Yes, but anyway. But the research gets out updated. And think about it. Like it The does. brain stuff that we know now, like even in the last 10, 15 years, so very different than when I was in grad school even. But anyway, would you want to live to 119? I don't think That's so. That's a highway. <laughs> <back north. laughs> well, the oldest person ever. <laughs> Just-
1: the oldest person ever was 122 when she died. And this was a woman who was in France, which is interesting. These were two women. So she was in France. But there was some controversy because there was some suspicion that her daughter, that the mom had actually died and the daughter assumed her mom's identity. What I know. I know. And like continued I need to watch on. watch that documentary. But yeah. So currently now, because this woman in Japan passed away, there's a man in Venezuela who is 112. Wow.
0: So like, do they, what kind of vitamins do they take? What is, what is You know, doing? it's so funny because sometimes when people
1: ask, they'll talk about like laughter or whiskey and bacon and yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I go back and forth. Sometimes I wonder if it's the happiest person. And then sometimes I wonder if it's more the curmudgeon people where I'm like out of spite, they just won't yeah, die. Just not like, leaving. I'm not good. I'm not going. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I found that really interesting and even more so because- So there's a show on, I think it's on Prime called Upload. Have you watched it?
0: No, but I've seen it. Should I watch it?
1: I think it's great. Like it took me a little bit to get into, but the whole idea is that it's sci-fi. Well, I'll say it starts out sci-fi-ish and there's a reason because the idea is that if you know you're about to die, you can upload your consciousness into this place. So you're not fully alive, like your body is dead, but your consciousness, so it's all AI. So you're a computer now, you're in this computer system, you can interact with people who are still alive, but you're just a consciousness. So you can have the likeness of your body, but families will hold funerals and you can Go, I'll do all this stuff. And then basically there are different packages. And of course, like, it's very interesting. And the reason why a colleague had kind of turned me on to upload. And I was like, oh, this is really an interesting idea. And before I get into the other part, would you want your consciousness uploaded?
0: I guess it depends on what it would be used for. Because I will be dead. I will have no control over what it gets used for. Well, and who
1: controls it. And in this particular situation, it's meant to just kind of, it's a way of continuing life because it's all interacting with, a computer, an AI. Does
0: someone make an a robot then? And then I live on in perpetuity.
1: You kind of live on in virtual reality, basically. So you live on in a virtual reality system. So there's like houses and you can look like you're eating food. Like I'm a
0: character in SimCity now? Pretty
1: much, yeah.
0: That's interesting. I'll have to watch the show and then maybe I could give you a better idea if I want to do that.
1: our friend Elon Musk, who's not really our friend, I just say that,
0: Um, he's not really our. I don't really know him. I Googled him the other day though. Well, yes, so Elon Musk. There have been a couple articles
1: that have come out about downloading people's consciousness, and Elon Musk is one who has brought on the idea that it could be a possibility. There are a couple of things that you would need to do that, but I find it very interesting that this is... The direction that people are starting to think of in the sense of immortality. Yeah. So you think about like your longevity, which you're right. Like if you're a comment was made, well, what is the point? If your consciousness can't change or alter, what is the point of in this particular sense of what people in reality are contemplating is taking your consciousness and yes, putting it into a robot. But what some people would say is that kind of consciousness can't grow or change. You can't change your ideas. You're stuck and stagnant Stagnan. off of yeah. any of the ideas that you collected over your actual life. Right. So now what's difficult is even if you take that consciousness and it continues on over in a sense of time over years, what impact can it really have or what kind of is the point? Though people are really interested in their immortality or being able mm-hmm. to continue on.
0: I think that's really interesting. I just like just the brain science behind. I mean, it's too much beyond me and there are many many wiser, far wiser people to even think about like how would you take something like your consciousness intangible and then save that? Like how do you download that? Like I think that's just a, it's a really interesting thing like do you just study brain waves? Like I
1: don't so know. So that's part of it. It would be like part of it is the brain mapping and I'm trying to see if I can find cuz they did say that there were two things that you need or that are discussed as far as being able to do that. So like brain mapping and being mm-hmm. able to essentially recreate
0: the brain map and consciousness of an individual. Like how long and would then I have, have to have, a have robot. wires stuck to me to like, how long would you record? Would you record my activity for 30 days a year? Whatever? I don't know.
1: So according to, let me find the author, Michael Graziano. Mm-hmm. And this is from 2019. He wrote an essay. He's already old talking mm-hmm. about it. And They're already doing it then. <laughs> (laughs) So Mm -hmm. he said to upload a person's mind, at least two technical challenges would need to be resolved. First, we would need to build an artificial brain made of simulated neurons. Mm -hmm. And second, we would need to scan a person's actual biological brain and measure exactly how its Mm -hmm. neurons are connected to each other to be able to copy that pattern in the artificial brain. Interesting. The thing that I go to with this is there years ago was that book, I Robot, and then Will Smith was in Uh that movie. I was thinking about that exactly. And the, the big piece that often is missed in these types of ideas is that sense of emotion. Right. And that connection. And mm-hmm. so, sure, you can, the intellectualization. Is it
0: mm. intellectualizing? We're running with it. I don't know. And...
1: You can intellectualize Mm -hmm. information and that can be, like you think about Watson from Jeopardy Mm -hmm. and you can intellectualize the information, but the meaning of it isn't always understood or represented. So this is why I also think of like self-driving cars. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, there's going to be certain things that you can't plan for because humans in general are going to have some asynchronicities or or things that are like humans are unpredictable. So you can't say for sure that you're going to know. Which don't get me wrong, I have no I don't really have an opinion about self driving cars. I just think that there's some unpredictable circumstances yeah. that these cars cannot, I don't know, access or
0: plan for. Yeah. Well consciousness is interesting in the idea of the intellectualization and like studying the brain and like the other thing that as you were talking I'm watching your facial expression so I'm looking in your eyes and you're you know are your eyebrows raising and what is your face doing as you're talking and you're also emoting as you're talking and so is that also something that would be measured and and taken into consideration as you're like saving the if you're uh, uh, words (laughs) essentially you are trying to save this essence of who you are but by doing Doing the brain stuff, you're only saving part of your essence, not a complete essence. Well, and really the physicality, you're dead. So I don't know. It's yeah. an interesting thing. Yeah. Are we done with this topic? Oh, um, sure. No. No, yes, Only because I wanted to say in the beginning as you were introducing this, you're like something that's kind of a hot topic. And that made me think of the store hot topic. Yeah. Malls. Remember those? Well, okay. That made me think of there's a documentary out about Abercrombie and Fitch. There is. Did you watch it? I did not, but I've heard about it. Do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the,
1: the reason why I chuckle is because... I was telling someone the other day that I heard a story where this girl meets a guy on hinge and their date was to target. Oh. And so it brought up this whole discussion. I was listening, to this and brought up a whole discussion about malls and like how people don't know what malls are and they, they don't know <laughs> about places like Hot Topic or Abercrombie and Fitch. And like, yeah,
0: that's so funny. My kids, I was talking to an eighth grader the other day, and she and her friends did meet up at the mall and just hung out and walked around. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, well, and then we were 13,
0: 14. They're and then
1: 14. I was joking with a couple people because Rickaford, who used to be our producer, has. Is graduating and he also had a birthday, and we were wishing him happy birthday. And he's like, I'm going to Chili's with my friends. Uh And so we were joking about that's what you did. You went to the mall and then you went to
0: Chili's, and then you called for someone to come pick you up. (laughs) not funny. on your cell phone <laughs> and I don't know if this is the Chili's he went to but the Chili's that's by us is right by the mall it is it is, <laughs> uh-huh. it is. it's and like so, in the mall parking lot
1: that's right uh-huh yeah so it's pretty funny
0: remember the mall you guys another yeah. nostalgic thing
1: was there something that you wanted to share though about the documentary with Abercrombie no we're Fitch? gonna have to
0: talk about it once you oh, watch it all right it was recommended to me the, a couple of other documentaries and one is oh god what is the Kid's name, like Billy Milligan, or something like that. And it's like the many faces of this person. And he was said to have like 24 different personalities. And so that documentary is about this person in particular. But also about um, multiple personality disorder, which is now dissociative identity disorder, and just like the not validation—that's not the right word—but whether or not that that's a true thing, even though it's been in the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. Uh uh-huh. But anyway, it's pretty interesting. interesting. I yeah. know. A totally off topic of saving a person's consciousness. No, I mean I think this is something that people think about again in trying to trying to extend their
1: life. Is my point, and the thing that I go to is is why like what is driving that is it ego that's driving it is there something like you still have an impact that you want like what is it that is driving you wanting to because in my head my initial thing is like yeah I want to impact the world and I want to impact people but if I have to alter something about myself for longevity what's the point what am I trying to get to that's
0: right and we've talked about legacy and I've talked about legacy because I don't have kids and so for me it's like what is my legacy and how do I leave that how do I leave you know, my own print on this planet while I'm here, right? And so, I don't know. It's something to think about. Yeah. And something I think about that you say when you deliver talks on the topic of Sean in particular is that you say, like, I don't agree with his death. There's no good that came out of his dying. However, he is able to still have an impact and there is good work that you are doing because of or due to death. Yeah. So he's still able to have an impact even though he's not here and no one saved his consciousness. Yes. Yes.
1: Well, and we don't have to necessarily go down that route, but you and I have also talked about our interactions. I mean, I've told stories about the stuff that happens in the house and having interactions and knowing that Sean's still around in a form of energy. And so Mm -hmm. he can still work through me and others. Then I think it's the same thing for other people who pass on like. You got a team, you got a team of people.
0: Well, and the, I, that just all connects then to, again, the why. It's interesting of why people then would want to save their consciousness or figure out how to do that. What are their belief systems about what happens to you when you're not here anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's huh. true. Interesting topic, Alexandra. Uh, well, thanks. thanks. Thanks for bringing that yeah. to the
1: table. Upload's a fun, fun show. Yeah, I'll check it out. Okay. So we got a friend of ours, Denise the OMG facts calendar. Yes. And I wanted to share some of these facts. Yay! And it's the kind of facts where you think that they'd be good for trivia, but I've also done trivia with some friends recently and I'm like, mm, mm-mm. like I feel like trivia has morphed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, some of these, yeah. So I'm going to share like five. I want to start oh, with five. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready.
0: Okay. Oysters can change gender back and forth. Okay. How do they know that? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what scientist is like, I'm going to go to school and study marine biology, and then I'm going to study oysters specifically, and then I'm going to study their reproductive organs.
1: Yeah. I like, guess they just change
0: their fluid. Okay. OMG. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? That's all you have? Okay. I don't all know. Right. I'm, I mean, I have heard these before, but it's still really interesting. Like, well, yeah. All right. Okay. All right. How and, about, like, and then what is that good for? Like, I don't know. At what point do you think like? I think it's
1: kind of cool. I just think it's a cool thing. Of course it is. Because one of the things that I go back to, right, when you talk about how annoying mosquitoes are or how they made like mm-hmm. the fake mosquitoes and and it turned out that the fake mosquito thing really only worked for a short amount of time because of the life cycle of a mosquito. But then you talk about spiders or what people like. and But then I'm like, but everything to me is just so intentional. And so oysters i'm like there's some purpose or something really cool it's kind of like seahorses right where the male seahorses are the ones that carry the eggs
0: and like yeah. you know it's same just, with penguins is that i don't the, think i knew like that. the king the king penguins i think oh. it's the males who protect the egg that like yeah. gets born and then they put it on their feet under their belly that's cute i watched documentary
1: you do Hey, do you watch documentaries?
0: I kind of love documentaries. Oh,
1: that's good for you. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. How about that cat urine glows under a black light? Stop it. Have you tried this? Is it the ammonia? Probably, but I want to like, have Mm. you tried this at home?
0: No, I don't own a black light. First of all, that's so 1980s. Well, we can certainly 90s fix that early 2000s. haven't you like with um, apparently black lights are timeless well and for me who watches a lot of crime shows isn't that like what they bring to like a crime scene so you could see all the splatter and stuff oh my god and then if you like if you take a black light you usually need to use like luminol or something to actually light it up they don't
1: these substances your
0: blood doesn't just automatically light up with a black light you have to spray
1: something to show
0: it are you sure because on TV they like just bring a black light to a hotel room and then you can see like sperm (laughs) Just the sperm are just crawling everywhere. What? I, yeah. Well, that'd be weird. No. Okay. Anyway, move on.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get on a black light and then we'll continue this conversation. The fun we'll have
0: with that on our vacations this summer. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Oof da. All right. So, I'm going to stay on the animal track
0: here. Okay. A tiger's tongue is so rough, it can mm. lick the paint off of a building. I do remember this is like sandpaper, worse. It's yeah. Yeah. Paint off That's a building. That's weird.
1: Well, you know, and you like to snuggle with pets and you like to, mm-hmm. you know, I think of my dog that likes to lick and give kisses and stuff and tiger pups can be like that, but then what like
0: does it cut skin? I don't know. I think so. I think oh, it's okay. that sharp it can't sharp. It's rough. Mm. Do you remember that movie, um, The Truth About Cats and Dogs, where she says, like, you can love your pets, but you can't love, love. your pets. Yes, mm-hmm. I do remember that. Yeah. That was a good one. Okay, this
1: one I find very interesting, especially since we're talking about uploading consciousness, but man has survived on Earth for 2 million years. 2 million years. 2 million,
0: okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And dinosaurs lasted 150 million years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That to me, I will say I was trying to look up how long an individual dinosaur lived.
0: Mm-hmm. And like were, what was their lifespan? You mean? Yeah,
1: and there was a little conflict, but it looks like the seventy to eighty year range was one of really? the longest. Yeah, there it did look like one was around like one hundred and fifty two years. Maybe was a particular, but I couldn't find verification on that.
0: One hundred and fifty two
1: years. Mm-hmm. That's
0: very. That's kind of specific. Yeah, but seventy to eighty is the range that I found that's for some other
1: dinosaurs. Yeah. Hmm. OMG! Right. OMG! Yes. Let's see. An astronaut can be up to two inches taller returning from space. The cartilage discs in the spine expand in the absence of gravity.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. What? Exactly. OMG. (laughs) Like how? In the absence of gravity, mm -hmm. your cartilage discs expand so a person can come back two inches taller.
1: Yeah, it makes total sense to me.
0: I mean, remember growing pains when you were an adolescent? Do you ever remember like your joints hurting? Of course I do. Yeah. I had to go to the doctor for my knees, I remember. But I remember in eighth grade being like, oh, my gosh, I'm just in constant pain. Like you're not in space that long. Like that kind of growth in that short amount of time, wouldn't that be painful?
1: Well, some astronauts tend to be up there for can be up there if they're doing a certain mission. But yes. And I've also heard that their lifespan can actually decrease. Oh, yeah.
0: Like what about the people on the space station?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're just gonna be giants. No, I don't know.
0: But, but yeah, it makes, must to- be <laughs>
1: it makes total sense to me because you don't have that extra. We don't realize how much weight we have on us all the time from gravity.
0: This is probably true. I was talking with a colleague. Maybe it was today. Maybe it was yesterday. All the minutes are blurring, you guys. It's a really weird phenomenon that's happening when you're like stressed and tired. But she, she and her husband have been working on weight and weight management. And so they've been like on this program to, to shed some weight. And she was saying that her husband, like, put into a backpack all the weight that he had lost. And oh, he was, like, uh-huh. like, doing that, like, holding up, like, can you believe that I was carrying around this how many ever pounds? And I remember when I did a program years and years ago, they had, like, this big gelatinous Ugh. Yellowy thing, which is you know your whatever. It gets kind of gross, but then they have you like hold that. Like here's That's five not pounds. Kind.
1: That just doesn't seem
0: kind. Well, it, I guess like it, it makes a visual, a good it visual does. for yeah. some people who need that. Like, wow, that. Uh-huh. The, but otherwise, it's just shaming when you gain that back, and you're like now that yellow gelatinous <laughs> thing. Gelatinous <laughs> gelat. Gelat. It's not gelato. Like gelatinous. Gelatinous. I guess. Mm
1: back in the day that controversial show the biggest loser which mm-hmm. i may have mm-hmm. liked they would do that at the end is they'd have people one of the challenges or whatever that they yes, had to do they would wear backpacks. backpacks and then after a certain distance they could take yes, that way out I remember
0: that right like they yeah. have to carry like the hundred pounds yeah alexandra and i used to watch that show religiously
1: yes and i'd eat popcorn while i did it
0: yeah yeah i can't eat popcorn anymore yeah no.
1: <laughs> I still enjoy it. Thanks. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm, um, it's good for you.
1: I have one last OMG fact because it kind of goes with the space thing, right? When you're talking okay. about gravity. Yes. But a space vehicle must travel at a rate of seven miles per second in order to escape Earth's gravity. What's, we don't feel how much that is, but that's like, what's, isn't that crazy?
0: That is crazy.
1: Yeah. So years ago I used to live in Florida and I went to Cape Canaveral and um, actually got to see a launch. I didn't realize how amazing and momentous it was. And now I'm like, that was amazing. And I have some pretty cool pictures. Yes, but you do. But they have a simulator ride that basically just spins to simulate the G-force it takes to get out to space. Totally made me sick. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. I
0: have believe... I already told that story on here? No, I don't think oh. so. But I feel like I think like... Once upon a time and probably not so much anymore, but I'm like, it'd be really cool to like get up in a fighter jet and like feel that force. <laughs> and then some people say like, yeah, that they get sick, especially when they do the spinnies and stuff.
1: Oh, well, in this particular simulation, they assign each person who's on the ride something that you have to do. And mine was I had to push a button. Oh, boy. And so you try and like reach forward. And I almost didn't, you know, complete my task. Well, you don't feel that you're spinning. You, you have don't. no idea that you're spinning. You, you do No, not at all. It's going so fast that you're just, it's this just the G force that's pushing you against your seat.
0: Your eyelids just like flat mm-hmm. back and you're... Th- Mm-hmm. Lift, and your gums are all like when we went skydiving, kind and, that, and then our teeth those just like flapping in the wind. It just feels like someone
1: has pinned you against wow. something, and you cannot move. And then you tried to press a button. And then when it ended, and I got out, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be sick." And you barfed, almost. OMG, that's really fascinating.
0: Yeah, like blowing my mind here, and I feel like we could have really long conversations about each of these factoids.
1: Yeah, well, you know, just giving some food for thought today. Thought Mm. for food. Yeah, food food for food for thought.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm digging it. Yeah. Well, do you want another food for thought? Let's do it. Let's get a groan in here. Are you ready for the STW joke of the day? Let's do it. You guys, I hope you've enjoyed. I hope you learned something and can use it when you go out with your friends for trivia. And then you could tell people about cat fluid urine. oysters. Oh. About uh, what? I say cat urine. <laughs> <laughs> and tiger tongues. <laughs> there you go. And G-forces. Fluid oysters, cat urine, and tiger tongues. Y'all, you're welcome. <laughs> You are welcome. Are you going to bring more of those to other episodes? Well, I do have quite a list.
1: I do have quite a list. We'll see. We'll see. She does
0: have a whole 365-day calendar. Right. That we got her. Okay. Well, hang on to those because that's kind of interesting. I like that. I like (laughs) learning things. I hope you guys do too. But in the meantime, we're going to do a full-grown SDW dad joke of the day. Ready? Let's do it. Shanti, this is for you. Why did the invisible man turn down the job offer? Mm, I don't know. Are you sure you don't know? I'm sure you are. Okay. He just couldn't see himself doing the job. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something like he didn't want to be seen. Oh. Uh, but Yeah, that would have been close, but close. not the answer. No. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. All right, you guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We love you. We hope you have a fantastic week. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening to The Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to the Russian Sisters.com.
0: Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.
1: It is your favorite girl. That's right, it's The Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I've come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex. But I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars.
0: Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at TheAllyMars.com.
1: Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.
0: The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers.